fine edition of Talking Shop. Tonight is a show that I think is incredibly important if you are in any kind of small business, but I think for those of us who are in the mystical and sacred arts, uh, this is something that is probably really, really important. So our show tonight is called Meaningful Mentoring. My name is Teresa Reed. If you don't know me, I'm also known as the Tarot Lady. And you can find me at www.thetarotlady.com. And I'm here tonight with my very lovely and very competent co-host, Miss Bree Saucy. Miss Bree, you want to come on and say hi? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We know that you have many, many places to be at 8 p.m., and we love having you here on the line. It always makes it so great to do this show. I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at milagroroots.com. And yes, I am very, very excited about our show tonight on meaningful mentoring. This is such an important topic, Teresa. I'm really glad that we're doing it. And we have Hillary, who's the perfect person. <laughs> right. Well, we're, we're going to bring Hillary on in just a second. But I want to ask you something, Bree. Have you ever worked with a mentor yourself? Yes, I have. You know, I have been blessed with so many amazing mentors and my earliest mentors of course everybody who knows me um, knows that my mom was the first person who really introduced me to tarot and astrology and so she's my mama but she's also my my earliest mentor and I also had grandparents that mentored me in herb craft and plant medicine and I've been blessed with some phenomenal teachers who really took me under their wings in a variety of ways and so I I am I feel like I'm such a product of having really good mentoring experiences and really blessed with that. What about you, Teresa? I've actually been less fortunate. I have not had mentors, and I've had to basically learn everything the hard way myself. And this is one of the reasons why, Bree, when I hear your story, but also from my experience, why I'm so passionate about mentoring. Because i got to tell you, learning the hard way stinks. And not yeah. having someone there that you can ask questions to and get guidance to or lean on, uh, it makes it just it makes the whole world of being an entrepreneur or a mystical person. If you are trying to learn tarot or maybe learn root magic or astrology, it makes it very lonely. It makes it very frustrating. It's it's scary. So I know from my experience that I wish I would have had a mentor. Uh, but you know, whatever it is, that's that's fine. And uh, but I I love mentoring because I want to see other people not have to go through that same lonely grind that I did. So that's the thing yeah. that guides me with this whole mentoring thing. I wish I had a mentor. You're so fortunate. I am. I I really am. And you know, I I started mentoring several years ago, and and really from a more how do you do the sacred arts as a successful business and. I love I love the mentoring process as well. I think that it's something that we really need in our community. People yes. who have, as you have, who have really like found their own grind and made their own way, have so much knowledge to share. And and this is like the relationship where you can really share it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you can share it in a really intimate way. Uh, so that's I, I always find that for me at least I learn better in a more intimate relationship than I do in like a big giant group thing. Uh, oh, definitely. It, yeah, yeah. Don't you find that you get more of the like the personalized one-on-one attention that 
that you really need, and then you don't feel, I don't know, stupid asking your questions. So Mm -hmm. I love one-on-one stuff. I just dig it so much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I think you're really seen. You know, your work is seen. Your your scene is like, oh, this is Teresa, and this is all of her awesome that she's bringing to the table. So, yeah, I I agree with you completely. You know, when I used to um, do one-on-one tarot teaching, uh, that was very interesting experience, but I, I'm not doing that anymore. I have shifted all my mentoring more to the business side of things because I see that that is where it is sorely needed. And I found for when I teach tarot, uh, I, I find I work better in that in a group dynamic because I like making people work together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really mm-hmm. interesting how we figure out what what to mentor. And we'll we'll kind of discuss that a little bit because – I think, and I don't know if you've discovered this too, as you're mentoring and doing classes or one-on-one classes or, you know, group classes, you begin to fine-tune your strengths or where you like to work and where you have a body of knowledge that is really needed. And I think you then begin to fine-tune it. Don't you find that too? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, I've done more teaching this year than I've ever done before. And you know the 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 call is very present to continue teaching and teaching in a very specific way and i i think that you know it's one of those things that you learn you really do learn by doing and and so and you learn what formats work for different modalities and different purposes and so i think that's that's absolutely true and you know that's one of the joys but also it's something that you have to watch as a teacher as a mentor you know is the structure fitting up with whatever the content is that you're putting out there and does it still feel right to you and in alignment with everything else you're doing right on well tonight we're going to be talking all about why mentoring is so important and how to make the mentoring relationship successful for both the mentor and the mentee i don't know if mentee is a word (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go with it (laughs) we'll just stick with it though so brie you want to introduce our very special guest today Yes, I do. I do want to introduce her to you guys. Tonight we have for you Miss Hillary Perry, and you can find her at tarotbyhillary.com. Hillary is awesome, first of all, and she is a professional tarot reader and a teacher. By day she edits copy, but every other waking hour is devoted to tarot. Hillary was the winner of the first tarot apprentice contest and has worked closely with Teresa for a few years now. And she has done amazing work as a mentor and and probably has some good stories to, to share about her own experience of being mentored as well, I'm sure. And we're so excited to have her. So welcome, Hillary. Thank you Yay. so much for joining us tonight. Yay. Hi, guys. Hi, Thank you, Hillary. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to such a, a wonderful introduction, but thank you guys so much for having me. Well, we, we are, are so excited, excited to have you. Yeah. <laughs> the you exciting thing the same time. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the exciting thing about having Hillary, and this is one of the reasons why we are having you, is because you have worked with a mentor. You've worked with me for a while now, but you've also recently stepped into the role of a mentor, and you're doing some of it yourself. So all three of us are doing some mentoring work right now, so this is uh, a really, really important show. And actually, for those who are listening, Hillary came up with the idea that we should do a show about this, and both Bree and I were enthusiastically saying, oh, yes, 
Absolutely, and no one is better to discuss this than Hillary. So yeah, I can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> like once once you go with Teresa, you know she's on you like white on rice. She's like glitter. <laughs> And yeah, like, you guys you know, are kind once, of stuck. Once you've been glitter bombed, you just never get rid of all the glitter. <laughs> yeah, you're finding you you her in your sheets. You know, That's right. <laughs> it's in your hair. <laughs> in my hair. So, Hillary, the first question we want to ask you is, how do you feel about mentoring, and do you think it's essential, especially for people who are in these metaphysical businesses? Tell us what you feel about it. Tell us how essential or non-essential is. What do you think? Well, um, <laughs> um, I think essential is really the best word to describe it, especially now, especially in the day and age where you can have all this information hand-fed to you through Google, through you know any search engine. But it's so um, – dry, very cut and dry, and, you know, you've got this information, but it's just not the same as the experiences and um, the stories that you can get from a mentor, and you just don't want to be making the same mistakes that someone else did, you know, like, it's it's more like that mentor is that person for you that already has been there and done that and has made those mistakes so that you don't have to make those again, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. And it's just, I feel like it's essential because that mentor is just not going to, um, you're not going to be able to push yourself in the same way that a mentor would push you. You're not going to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions that are, are going to allow for growth in your business without that person pushing you and saying, no, 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 this is homework, this is a deadline, this is, you're going to be doing this and you're going to be doing this on this date. You know, like that's much more concrete concrete and um, more of an impetus to get stuff done than you just telling yourself to do it. I really like, I like that answer, Hillary, because, you know, you're, you're really, you're, you're uh, covering two things that I think at, at first glance might seem like they're opposites, but they're really not, you know, so often what we find when we start learning anything new is all of our energy is put into, like, that reinventing of the wheel that you're talking about that a mm-hmm. mentor can really help you avoid. Yeah. Like, you know, here's the best, you know, here's the best cordless phone to use. Like, here, you know, is the is the best, like, recording software. You know, whatever it happens to be. And, and you don't have to expend energy there so that then you do get to expend energy with pushing yourself and challenging yourself. And right. I see so many businesses, um, you know, it's like all that, all that mojo and all that juice goes to reinventing the wheel. And, mm-hmm. and then it's like there's nothing left for, like, the refining or for the excellence making. Does that make sense? Yeah, and even the creative process. You're, yeah. you're spending so much time and energy, like, finding ways around a problem that has already been solved by your mentor. And they can just tell you that information so that you can apply your creativity to places where you need your creativity. Right on, yeah. That's actually a very important thing that you guys are saying here right now. And I'm listening very closely because as uh, somebody who didn't have that, boy, I can't tell you how much time, I would have saved if I had somebody to hold my hand and, and guide me and how much energy I could have used for other things. 
So, you know, just hearing you guys talk about that, I'm like, wow, it really, you know, when we ask, is it essential? Well, from someone who's been on the other side of the coin, I can't imagine how wonderful it would be to have someone who's a resource and just gives you that white space in your life to be doing what you're really good at. Because face it, for those of us who are in the in the mystical and sacred arts and tarot or yoga or any of these types of fields, what do we want to do? Do we want to figure out how to install a plug-in? Do we want to figure <laughs> out yeah, how exactly. to struggle to write web copy? No, we want to read tarot. We want to do a yoga pose. We want to do massage therapy. We want to do Reiki. We want to heal. And just to have somebody to help you with that or even to deal with things like difficult clients, Think yep. about the energy you save when someone guides you. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that's so kind of my great. answer. <laughs> it's a good answer, well, and I really essential. love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, it kind of leads into into the next question, which is, you know, how for you, Hillary, in your experience, does mentoring bridge the gap between newbies and seasoned pros. And in particular, we kind of wanted to focus about on how intimidating it can be mm-hmm. when someone is coming into a field and they're brand new to this work and they're, you know, and, and they're just, you know, totally the new kid on the block. You know, how does mentoring help with that? How does it help bridge that gap? Well, it's it, it can be, in a way, a target on your back, and it can be a way of aligning yourself with certain people because Teresa can be a little bit of a lightning rod <laughs> in the tarot mm-hmm. community because she has very strong opinions. Um, most of the time I do agree with those opinions, but it also can be a little bit of a minefield as well, aligning yourself with that kind of mentor. You have to have a really thick skin. You have to, you know, toughen yourself up for that. But at the same time, she's bringing me to people that I would never have met on my own. Like, yeah. I'm sitting down at, at, a, at a conference with Mary Greer, with Rachel Pollack, with Bob Place, all of these, like, big names in the tarot community, and I'm having these conversations with them. That would have never happened without Teresa as my mentor. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. I've had some very big personalities serve as my mentors. And, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, they, the, the doors that they can open are really amazing. But, it, it you know, it is also, you, you know, you can get branded a little bit <laughs> by your mentor. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a, you know, you, you have to you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But I would exactly. be branded by Teresa any time. I'm willing to put my Hello Kitty stamp on both of you guys. Uh, you know that's what I like to hear. You know that's what I like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm very also- troubled that Hillary says she agrees with only most of my opinions. All right, all of I, your opinions. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> You know, I've got to give you a little bit of grief. That That's part of the job. Yeah. Uh, the one yeah. thing I do want to say is I am also very passionate about helping younger people and newbies enter, in particular, my, the tarot field, because I can remember what it was like when I first came into my field, and that was a long time ago, before there was Internet, before there were, I mean, there were conferences, but there was no Internet, so you couldn't find out about it. And so there was really no way for me to really interact that much. And I would try to be friendly, 
And, you know, sometimes what I would find is I was met with what I call a mystical cold shoulder. Like, oh, great, this person coming. Who's this? This is a nobody. It was that kind of vibe. And um, it really sent a strong message to me. Yeah, it sent a strong message at the time that, wow, I guess I can't hang with the big dogs and I guess I can't ask them for help. So I I find that uh, because I am sensitive to that from my experiences, that I really want to welcome the newbies in and take them not just under my wing like I'm trying to be like Mother Hen or anything, but help give them that nudge so they're not holding themselves back like I did. I held myself back for a long time uh, out of the fear of like, wow, I'm not good enough, I don't fit in with these people. And I think having a mentor to really push you forward into being the biggest you that you can be is, I think that's really important. It helps you to get over your own fears and and get yourself out there and, you know, really um, network and connect with people in a way that's actually very healthy without that hierarchy feeling, that pecking order. I don't like pecking orders. Do you? No. No, <laughs> no and, you know, I want to I wanna say, like, I think, Teresa, your work, has, you know, in the way that you reach out, especially to the younger members of our community who really are, like, finding their feet for the first time and, and you know, taking this taking this gamble, really, you know. Right. Um, I, I think it's, it's really, really remarkable for a lot of reasons, but it, it all, one of the things I really love about it is that it's really changing the culture of competition. You know, I think so yeah. often... There is this attitude of, oh, the new kid on the block, new competition that I have to field, you know, new competition that I have to worry about. Whereas your attitude has really been one of cultivating, sharing knowledge, sharing power, and collaboration. And I think that that, I mean, I, I know that the circles that we hang in have been influenced by that, and I like them. I like the people in them. I like the way we talk to each other. I like the way we help each other. Right. And, and I think that that attitude is growing, and I think that you're a, part, a big part of the reason why it is. So, Absolutely. you know, I just I have to say that. <laughs> well, thank you. And I, I hope to be that person that bridges the gap between the old dogs and the new ones coming in the door. And I just wrote a blog post about it this week about making newbies feel welcome because, you know, again, I remember what that's like, but I'm also very conscious of my age now and very conscious that I am getting older. And especially with the loss of both my parents, I am also aware that at some point I am going to be retiring or, you know, going to the other side, so to speak. And so, this is one of the reasons why I'm also very interested in the mentoring thing because I really believe we have to pass on the torch. We can't hoard our knowledge. Right. We yeah. can't hoard it. What does it serve us if we do that separateness and that fear of competition and say, well, I don't want someone to know my business secrets because, God forbid, they might compete with me. Wouldn't it be smarter to say, wow, hmm, if I pass this information along, I'm helping someone to carry the torch, so there's a legacy of readers still working long after my sorry butt is gone. Yeah, it's definitely from um, coming from a scarcity mindset, the you know the not being welcoming of the new people, um, and it's more it's more out of fear that there won't be enough for everyone or enough clients for everyone, and that's simply not true. We all have our different skill sets, so yes. you know I'm not poaching from you, you're not poaching from me. We all have our clients that we need to serve, and it should always be going back to how can I be of service? Right, that's really what it comes yeah. down to. It's always yes. the service, the service, the service. We're not, none of us are in 
nobody goes into this. Well, I shouldn't say that. Let me just take this back for a moment. <laughs> Some people go into <laughs> healing work or mystical work for ego, but most of us, what is it? What, they really, what we really want to do? We want to serve. We want to help people. We really do. And you know, if that's guiding you, you have no room for scarcity. You're here to serve. That's right. That's right. Really. Right. Yeah. And God knows there's a lot there's a lot of work to be done and there's a yeah. lot of people to assist and so yeah we have no there is no scarcity really there's not <laughs> not at all so let's move on to the next question Bree what should we ask Hillary next <laughs> well another question that we have is you are currently working as a mentor. So you've talked a little bit about what it was like to be under Teresa's mighty wing. Can you tell us what mentoring has been like for you and how that experience has been? Well, I think I'm incredibly lucky that Teresa knows me before I know myself and asks me the questions like, are you ready <laughs> to take on mentoring? Because other, otherwise I probably would have waited another year to be ready. But if I waited to be ready, then I would never be ready for anything. So that was my mentality going into mentoring. But I have an awesome apprentice. Amelia Quince of the Midheaven is amazing. She is fantastic. And I'm incredibly lucky to have her as my apprentice. Um, it's just a very different vibe. But it's still that holding your feet to the fire kind of feeling where it's just like, oh, now I have someone looking at me and what I'm doing. And, you know, if I didn't post a blog this week, uh, that's probably a bigger problem now that I have someone looking at me. <laughs> so, I like it. So there's a little bit of an accountability check going on absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's it's amazing. I I absolutely love it. Because it's it's a way of teaching and it's a one on one thing. It it has this um, this give and take, and I feel like I'm really helping take take her business to the next level while taking my own business to the next level. So it's mm. it's mutually beneficial. I love that. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I have to tell you guys um, something about this uh, Hillary's mentoring <laughs> her mentoring journey. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a hard ass. In fact, if you talk to my children, they're going to tell you that I, I'm not the soft, cuddly mom. I can be kind of soft and cuddly at times, but um, I'm all about look. I'm looking for results with you guys. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Hillary, I held her feet to the fire pretty hardcore. <laughs> oh and after our mentoring relationship, quote unquote, ended because we mentored for a year, that was the prize for the Tarot Apprentice contest. Uh, it really, the, the relationship never ended. And that's one no. thing is the people that, <laughs> when somebody wins the Tarot Apprentice Contest, poor Paige is going to be stuck with me for life too. Mm -hmm. She probably doesn't realize that yet. But <laughs> uh, once it was over, I, um, Hillary probably was relieved, like, oh, my God, I worked so hard that year. I told her, well, now I have, an, I have another assignment for you. You're going to send a proposal to the reader studio to teach a class. And Hillary was kind of like, oh, my God. Blah. Well, she ended up sending it in, and then they accepted. And she taught a class at a conference, and I was so proud of her. And I was in the classroom. I got to witness her and her growth, and people were loving the class. And so the fun thing is I didn't bother Hillary now for a while. And oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> and so when, I, <laughs> so when I was doing my next Tarot Apprentice contest, 
I'm like, first of all, everybody who entered the last contest, they were so amazing. It was like, oh, my God, what a oh, fabulous Oh, they were. Of- you had some really good people. Well, yeah, i got to tell you, the young crop of people that are coming up in the tarot and metaphysical world is outstanding. I mean, these are people that were way further so along awesome. in their skills than I was at that age. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is I'm like, hmm, also I kind of got this feeling that Hillary ain't done working yet. And so that's when I contacted her and I said, you know, how do you feel about mentoring? Because your next assignment is that I want you to mentor one of the people, one of the people who are in this contest. So she kind of was, I don't think when she said that she wasn't sure that she would have probably let it ride, she might have let it ride for a long time. But I think sometimes jumping in and just doing it, and this is showing you how our mentoring relationship still isn't over yet, because I'm also helping her and her uh, apprentice to, you know, work in this process so she's learning how to mentor and I'm mentoring the mentoring. And I think that is also uh, really, really important. Once you mentor someone in this capacity, it's really good to still be available and still every once in a while give them a nudge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or a shove. Or a shove (laughs) is what I do with Hillary. Hillary needs a little shove. She's an Aries. They kind of need that a little bit. Oh, uh, they do, they do, yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way about the people that I work with um, long term, and, uh, you know, I would say, I think you all know that I was a cheerleader in school, and uh, I still have a little bit of the rah-rah spirit happening. I want to see some pictures so, of you in those cheerleading outfits. Just oh, my God, that. I I had braces that matched my cheerleading uniform. That was how much of a nerd I was, seriously. This better be on Throwback Thursday tomorrow. <laughs> I, I'm, I have one. I should put it up there. Um, but, you know, so I'm, I take a very cheerleadery approach, but then I also have Pluto conjunct my son. So the cheerleader turns into, like, the cheerleader from hell really quickly. Um, <laughs> if people are not believing in themselves or engaging in a lot of, uh, you know, negative self-talk we just there's no room for that and I really liked what you said Hillary about you know being a mentor is is an accountability check because I really think that's right you know um you know if you look at marketing stuff a lot of times they talk about like finding your target audience or you know who are you writing for and there's all these different ways of like you can create your ideal client avatar whatever and uh I think a really easy way to like put out only really good stuff is is to say you know is this something I want my students to read <laughs> you know is this is this something that I want my mentors to you know is this something that will benefit them is this something that I'm proud to put in front of them and and you know you get you get real clear real fast on the the excellence or lack thereof of whatever it is that you're putting out there mm-hmm. right. I've got a question for both of you. Both of you are going to answer this one because you both have worked with a mentor. Look at how bossy I'm getting now. I know. You are. You're getting your boss on. I'm feeling bossy. But anyhow, I want to hear you guys tell our audience tonight, what are your best tips for working with a mentor? Oh, that's a good question. So, Hillary, you go first. What are your best tips for working with a mentor? Do the work. Period. Mm. Just do the work. Um, I actually, I wrote up all these speaking notes (laughs) to make sure I could answer all these questions. 
Um, but that was the one that I kept on writing down, do the work, just do the work. Um, because there is a lot to be said for doing things that are even out of your comfort zone. Um, and of course, there's a difference between not doing something for ethical or personal or, you know, religious reasons and not doing it out of discomfort. So you need to understand where that boundary is for you. But when you accept that you might not be doing something just because it's out of discomfort instead of, you know, really pushing yourself, that's where the good stuff is. That's where you're going to get the most out of a mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Bree, what about you? What are what is what are your best tips for working with a mentor? What would you tell somebody if they said, Gee, I want to work with a mentor, what do I need to know? Yeah, so I would say, um you know, I would say goodness of fit, right? I'm a Libra, so I'm all about relationships. And and I would say goodness of fit is really really important because just like there's a teacher for every student there's a mentor for everyone who wants one but mentors do have different styles and they have different areas of expertise so I you know I like to get really clear on what I am looking for and I also like to get really clear on what I'm not looking for Mm -hmm. um and and you know whenever I I do uh write-ups for classes I always start from that place like what is what are the deliverables what will this class teach you and what will this class not teach you and Mm -hmm. I think that the mentor um experience is is the same you know like you want to be you both want to be really clear about um what what you can get out of this relationship and what's not included in the relationship um and then all and then you know along those lines where the boundaries are because mm-hmm. different people really work in different ways you know i'm i am very open about the fact that my the people in my orbit are my beloveds you know i i love them i love my students i'm very invested in them if they email me and they tell me that something is up or something's going on you know i can guarantee you that 4 hours later i'm going to be thinking about them and mm-hmm. so you know deep friendship is a big part of my working relationship with people that's not the case for everyone and right. it doesn't need to be the case for everyone but it is for me and and so you know i wouldn't do well with somebody who wanted kind of a get in get out um approach mm-hmm. in a in a mentoring relationship that wouldn't be the right uh, fit, but I know that there are people out there who would do well with that kind of an approach. So, you know, I think that's really important um, so that, you know, the expectations are clear and the deliverables are also clear. Yeah. Right. So basically you're saying that you really need to be clear when you're going into that mentoring relationship on what you want to get out of it and is this person – Right for me. The right fit. Yeah. Is this the right fit for you, for what you want to accomplish? So then I want to ask, of course, well, how do you know if the mental relationship is right for you? Yeah. Hillary, you want to you wanna take it first? <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, let's take a stab at it. How do you know? And then I'm going to tell you about the mentee. I'll tell you the other perspective. So let's go on, the, let's go on this. Let's roll with this. How do you know if the mental relationship is right for you? <clears throat> You're actually seeing... Um, results um that the mentor is actually asking you what your goals are for your business rather than assuming um because different people will have different versions of success 
So you can't just apply this umbrella, I want to be successful in my business, and my mentor is going to help me do that because there are different definitions of success. So um, I would say think of things that um, you want to accomplish on the short term, and if that isn't happening in the short term, then you may want to reassess, is this the right mentor for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say something really similar. You know, I think that the mentor relationship is right for you when you feel seen and you feel heard mm-hmm. and you feel supported in being right. seen and in being heard. So, you know, you, what you bring to the table, your unique awesome is seen and witnessed and heard and your mentor is, you know, supporting you. And I don't just mean like, oh, I support you, but I mean – if they have a social media following, they're they're throwing some love your way. Not, you know, every day, not every minute, but, like, they are open about the relationship that they have with you. Um, you know, if they're, if they're acknowledging people who have helped them grow, they should probably acknowledge you, you know, because we just talked about the accountability components yeah. of, of being a mentor. And so, you know, the support has – has both an internal and an external form, and, and there are tangible markers, as Hillary was saying, for success that differ person to person. But, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing is the support there. And, mm-hmm. and I think that when you, when you see that it is, um, that's when you know that this is, this is a good fit, this is a person who really is in, as invested in you as you are in them. And, and that's, that's really what we want. Yeah. Mhm. That's yeah. that's. I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I that's great advice. I, well, I wanted to say I wanted to sag actually into the next question about the relationship going sour because something that I have seen happen a lot and I've also experienced this. I've been on the receiving end of this that I think is a really important marker for when the mentoring relationship is not working any longer is when the mentor starts viewing you as competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, this is and this is one of those things that like people don't talk about um that much, you know, it's it's part of the whole like uh, you know, everything is golden and awesome in everybody's life on social media. But mm-hmm. but this is a real thing and people will talk about it privately and you see it with teachers, you see it with mentors that that you know that thing that can happen where your your guide starts to feel competitive with you or it's like they want you to be successful to a point but not beyond that point right. and that is a that's a real that to me is a real marker of the relationship is no longer working it doesn't mean that the relationship didn't work or wasn't right or didn't have a place in a time but as we move forward there's a problem there mm-hmm. right that's one mm-hmm. of my notes is um, the biggest segueing into the biggest mistakes that mentors and mentees make. I, I guess we're using mentees, um, but mentors being je- jealous of their students' success is right. a yeah. big no-no because it's it's kind of slapping your own self in the face because why is the mentee or the student successful? It's because you help them be successful. So you should be celebrating their success as much as they are because you helped to get them there, you know, like get out of your way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm going to add to this too is that 
if you are the jealous type that doesn't like celebrating other people's successes, you're not going to do well as a mentor. Because the yeah. whole thing about a mentor, the mindset behind is number one, again, service. But number two is actually you want to see your mentee succeed you. You want to see yeah. that. I mean, that's a sign of a good mentor when your mentee is doing fabulous. Um, so you have to be out of, the, out of that mindset. Again, it comes right back to that passing the torch idea. It's like, yeah. look, if I'm helping this person, I want to see them succeed. I want to see them out there shining bright because that reflects back to me. And it's a testament then that we've made a good choice to work together. So if you're jealous, you know you can't, you're not going to be a good mentor. If you are a control freak, now by the way, guys, I do want to interrupt to say I am a little controlling in some aspects <laughs> of my life. <laughs> That's different though. Controlling, I, I really do think controlling is very, very different than, yep. oh, you're, you're doing better than I am or you're right. at my level and I'm pissed off with you about it, you know? Right. You don't want to be controlling. You also, the other thing that I think with mentoring, a mentor has to make sure that they're mindful that they're not producing a carbon copy of them. Yeah. That the, yeah. that your mentee is still who they are. When you're working with a, um, a student, we're not trying to turn them into like uh, I wouldn't want, God forbid, a, a bunch of mini me's walking around. That would be not a good thing. Uh, our goal as mentors is to take you and bring the very best you out and to celebrate your wins and encourage you to go to the finish line. That is our role. So if you're of the jealous type, if you're of the controlling type, if you're the type where you are trying to um, micromanage, is that a good way of looking at it? You're not going to have the success. You're going to make your mentoring students hate you. And that's yeah. not, that's never, ever, ever going to work. And there is nothing that's going to make a relationship between a mentor and a student go down faster than those types of mindsets. It can't be there. Uh, another thing, too, that can make a relationship go sour is if the teacher checks out. And that does yeah. happen where all of a sudden they're not following through on the emails or they're, they're coming into the whole thing, not interested. They're half-hearted. And that, the same thing can happen on the other side when the mentoring student does that. But right. I know of people who have told me of teachers who have totally checked out on them, where they're working with them, and the next thing they know, they're not receiving materials on time, they're not answering emails, and all of a sudden the student is left hanging. And that's a huge no-no. You know, the one thing, like, I can say for um, – when I work with someone, I'm committed. I'm showing up. Hey, when I say there's a call, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be present. I'm not going to be on Facebook while we're talking, goofing off. I'm going to be listening very intently to what's going on uh, in your work world so we can move yeah. you forward. So right, those, yeah. are, those are things that are really important in relationships. Uh, they do. They can go sour. Sometimes for me, it's gone sour when I've – and the big way it goes sour for me is if they show up, well, I didn't get my work done. No, I didn't get my work done. And there is nothing more frustrating, being on this end, when you give somebody a couple tasks and they're always making excuses. They're always making excuses. And it's like that tells me one thing, that you're not really serious about about your goals. You're not serious. And I do not like working with people who are not serious. I don't like a half-ass effort. I want to make sure if you're going to sign on with me that we're going to get the goal accomplished and we're going to get it accomplished in an efficient time and I'm going to serve you this entire time and you're going to show up and do the work as much as I'm showing up for you. We both are showing up. 
So that, to me, is super important. Somebody has sent us a question, you guys, in the question and answer thing. Oh, yeah. So they must, this part must be very interesting, talking about the relationship going sour, because we sparked a question. What if, and they're anonymous, so we are going to keep this anonymous, they said. We will, you will be anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yes, anonymous. Anonymous, this is your question. What if your mentor gives you advice and you don't agree with it? How do you handle that? Ooh, that's a good question, Anonymous. Ooh, okay, that's so a very, very pressure. good question. Come on, Hillary. Let's say I told you that – let's give a really crazy example. Why not? Let's be really funny. Okay. So okay. let's say I said, okay, Hillary, well, I think for your website you need to do some boudoir photos. You need to do some sexier like photos. It. So I think lingerie, that's what you need to be doing on your site, and you don't agree with this. How do you handle that? Well, this is going to be a problem because I actually do agree with that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like really reasonable and sage advice, actually. <laughs> you guys, well, come on. I've got to give you something crazier than that. To me, if someone told me to do that I should be doing that, I'd be like, what? So what do you guys do? How do you handle it? If your mentor, okay, Anonymous, we're not going to kid around anymore because we don't know what kind of advice you were given here. But what do you guys do? What's your advice? Come um, on, I would probably um, at least give it a day, sleep on it, to think about maybe where the kernel of truth in that advice might be or what um, what you can, like, extract out of it without, you know, it's not really about hurting the mentor's feelings here because it's just like that's not what it's about. But at the same time, you do want to be respectful. Like, I respect your opinion. I respect your advice. But at the same time, I don't feel, I don't resonate with that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that's the only way you could really go about it. Because, again, this is, a, this is what I said before. It's a boundary issue about doing the work. For, if there's a difference between discomfort and not doing something for ethical, religious, or moral reasons. Mm-hmm. And that sounds to me like a boundary issue there. Mm-hmm. So I would acknowledge that is the advice that you gave me i don't agree with it but i respect your opinion and i respect the relationship that we're in but i'm not going to do that can we do something another way or can we do this instead i think that that seems really right i i mean the only thing that i would add is um you know, there's a couple of different situations I can conceive of where it would play out in a slightly different way. If if this is like a task that your mentor has given you and you don't agree with it, um, then, and, and, you know, you but you have to follow up in some way, then then a frank conversation needs to happen about that, you know, where, and, and, you know, and I would treat it as a learning experience because, you know, I'll tell you in business, it doesn't matter what business you, you're doing, at some point you will be asked to justify a specific uh, position that you have or to explain a specific position that you have. And so I would treat it as a learning experience. You know, I, I don't agree with this. You know, I, I'm, I can't give you the answer that you want me to give you, or I can't, 
give you the result that you want me to give you, and here's why. And and you know, and and if you know that you tend to get really like emotional when you're put on the spot like that, like let this be a training and how to kind of rein that in a little bit. If you know mm-hmm. that sometimes you can be a little bit uh, blunt and overly um, honest without tact, as um, certain people named Bree can be at times, <laughs> and maybe you want to practice your diplomacy a little bit. Um, so, you know, that's one situation where there's you've been given an assignment or you've been asked to do something and you and you really don't agree with it. Um, in, a, you know, a slightly different case is if your mentor has made suggestions and it's not so much a case of I have to follow through or report back to them, um, but you know, they've made a suggestion about, like, my website. You know, maybe they've they've told me, I think the example actually was a good one, that, you know, I need to have certain kinds of pictures or certain kinds of copy on my website, and it doesn't resonate for me. I think in those cases, it's a case-by-case basis, but I don't think you really have to overly explain. Um, right. You know, my, what my Nana says about me is I listen to everybody's point of view, and then I do exactly what I want to do. And that that's really right, and I, I think that that's a good attitude to take, you know, like hear all points of view and take them in for what they are, but... You know, if it's not a case where you have to, where you you're you're directly accountable, and there's like some, you know, finite task that you were supposed to complete, but it's more of just like kind of general suggestions thrown out there. Everybody gets to make suggestions, but you you hear and you listen to what resonates for you. Right. You know, I want to add something with that too that I think would be really good advice for both a mentor and the mentee is that you don't take anything personally. You don't yeah. take anything personally, you know, because the thing is if you're taking something personally, okay, like if your mentor gives you advice, so Anon, if your mentor is giving you advice and you don't like it, you really need to make sure you get uh, any of that personal vibe out of it and not look at it like, oh, my God, this person is not liking me or whatever, and make sure that you're approaching when you're discussing things with your mentor uh, without the personal thing. You really want to get that out of there. And the same goes with the mentor. If you give, let's say I give um, Bree, I'm going to pretend I'm now mentoring Bree, and I told you you're going to be putting those lingerie shots up on your site, even though now here I find out you guys agree with that. <laughs> but if you didn't, I would take that personally. Instead, I would want to inquire Let's let's talk about that. What what are we feeling here? Because I think it's really important to find that balance between being really sensitive to the person you're working with, but at the same time not taking it personally. You know, it's it's a real it's a real sacred little dance that we're doing when we're working together in this capacity. So there's a lot of this respect and sensitivity and not taking things personally, and I think we can get there if we make good decisions about who we choose to work with. And I want to circle back to that thing about choosing a mentor and also a mentor accepting a mentee. You know, I have turned down a lot of people who wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with a lot of people, but I've turned down probably as many as those who I have worked with. And the reason why is because when we go through the process of deciding whether we're going to work together, um, sometimes I know we're not going to be a good fit. And, for example, if somebody is overly sensitive, I know ultimately 
we're not going to be as effective together because they're probably then going to be hurt by my style and the way I bring things forward, and it's not going to work for them then. And I am more than happy to refer them to somebody else then that's going to serve them in that way. So Mm -hmm. we can, again, we're going right back then to Anand's question. Don't take into any of this personally. Watch your sensitivity. Be sensitive at the same time. And also, if you find that this becomes an issue all the time, Anon, then you do need to really pull back and ask yourself, is this the right person for me to work with? And for anybody who's thinking about mentoring people, you do need to make sure that you are also not just taking on every single person that comes your way. You have to really be discerning and have some clearly stated policies that are going to help people make a good decision about whether or not we're good fits for each other because that really takes a lot of the pain out of it there's nothing worse than having a teacher that you're not compatible with or having a student that you're not compatible with it it just makes the whole thing like an onerous chore and I believe that this type of relationship needs to be one that's supportive and positive yeah yep I, I would just add one final little piece to that which is that mentors are human and sometimes yes. they overreach. You know, if if you come to me and you want to be mentored in ritual magic and, you know, I start talking to you about, like, how you're raising your kids, that's, that's just, that's not like whether you agree with the advice or not is actually really irrelevant. It's, it's not within the domain that we've agreed upon, you yes. know. And and that's another kind of bad advice that I think can sometimes come in um, where it's just like this isn't what we even agreed to be working on together. So I don't really know why you're bringing this in, you know. Right. Right. And that boundary. too is a boundary issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're getting down to the last couple minutes, and the one thing that I uh, – We've got about 10 minutes here. We, I don't know if we'll have time to get a question in. Uh, we already got a lot of time around Anon's question, so Anon, I hope that helped. But um, both of you guys, now we're all three of us are working as mentors, and I've worked as mentors through my Tarot Apprentice contest, but also I have people who hire me for consulting and mentoring work. And, you know, so it comes to me from very different sources. And what do you think is the best advice for finding a mentor or becoming one. So Hillary and Bree, I want both your thoughts on that one. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Bree, what um, do you think? Let's start with Bree first. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I um, you know, so I would I think that as far as finding a mentor, so we'll take the first part of the question first. As far as finding a mentor, um, you know, look to people whose work you admire. And and get in touch with them. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mentor people, but I don't advertise that on my mm-hmm. site. You know, I mentor the people who come to me and say, I want you to mentor me. Um, and, and so I think that that's the first thing. You know, if somebody's work really inspires and delights you, how can you study with them? How can you train with them? How can you work with them? You know, maybe they offer a one-on-one type mentoring program. Maybe they don't, but chances are they offer some way of getting into their orbit. So how can you do that? And and I think that that's a really good way 
to um, to look at finding a mentor. As you know, somebody whose work you respect um, and and who you're already looking at as a mentor. Um, you know, making contact with them. Even people who have really big names um, often are amazingly approachable. And then some people who really don't have big names are weirdly not approachable. And so you just never know what you're gonna what you're gonna get. And I say I say reach out and take a chance and send off a nice email and, and see what happens. Um I think as far as becoming a mentor, um you know, you really have to feel the call um to to do that. And and the call can come in a lot of different ways. You know, it can be your own mentor saying it's time to fly, little birdie, you know, and, and <laughs> jump out of the nest. Um, but the call can also be uh, clients, students, people that you know coming to you and saying, will you teach me? Um, you know, will you work with me? Will you show me? And and you have to also, you know, you hearing the call is the first part, but then also having the bandwidth, you know, um, being willing to engage in that. Because, you know, a mentoring relationship, it's a deep investment, and that is not something to be taken lightly. It's not like everything rides on it, but it's also not something to be taken super lightly. And, you know, you do get close to, to the people that you work with in that capacity. And so you have to be in a place where you're you're cool doing that and going there. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Hillary, what do you what do you have to say? Let's let's get your take on that. Oh, I'm just gonna be adding to what Bree said because yes to all of it. But um I would say recommend recommendations from other business owners, perhaps someone that is also in the metaphysical business, asking them, have you mentored with someone? Have you have you had a, a life coach or business coach? And what's their information? And would that translate keeping in mind whether their um, coach would translate well into your line of work um, as to finding a mentor um, and then getting references from the people that they've mentored um, as well. Like if you're looking at someone online, you might want to find testimonials as to their mentoring work specifically instead of like, you know, if they're a tarot reader and they have testimonials from their clients, that's completely different to mentoring. So looking out for that would probably be a good thing to do. And then looking also at how their business is put together and how put together they are in their business and their personal life and their balance of work and business life because that that is important to me because I want to make sure that I'm balanced in my life and I want to make sure that my mentor is good with all of that. You know, you don't want to see mm-hmm. someone that's scatterbrained and, you know, kind of all over the place. Like, that wouldn't appeal to me as a mentor. Right on. Right on. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's super, super important. Well, this has been an absolutely really lively discussion. You know, I could talk with you guys about this probably for another couple of hours. Seriously, yeah. this is <laughs> such an important topic. And, you know, all three of us have had different experiences from different sides of the coin. So I think this is a conversation that can certainly go on and on and on. But we are coming down to the absolute last few minutes. And I just hate, hate, hate getting off these calls with you guys. So um, 
anyhow, uh, for everybody who has listened in tonight, I, I really hope that you've gotten a lot out of this show. And I want to discuss our next show for a minute because we have another good one coming up, and uh, I think it's going to be one that's a big winner for a lot of people who are not just in metaphysical fields, but in any type of soul-based business. So, Bree, why don't you why don't you tell give us the lowdown on what's coming up next month? Yeah, so this is going to be really awesome, you guys. We have, we've, we've already mentioned her name, actually. We have the one and the only Amelia Quint uh, joining Woo! us next month. <laughs> <laughs> we throw confetti. We throw our panties in Amelia. <laughs> she's going to be joining us to talk astrology for your business. You know, this is a show that Teresa and I have wanted to do for a really long time because we both get bombarded with questions about astrology and, and you know, like, how whoa, Mercury in retrograde, how is it going to affect my business, what's a good day to launch this, and Amelia has guest taught for me, um, she's being mentored by Hillary, Teresa knows and loves her, and Amelia is just, like, this beautiful, bright light who speaks cosmic lingo in a really accessible and down-to-earth way and that's so important for astrology so we're really really pumped to have her and this will be on wednesday august 27th at of course our usual time of 8 p.m so it's going to be pretty awesome i'm i'm very very much looking forward to this because you know astrology is one of those subjects that people are fascinated by but it's a lot of times it feels like you're you're talking you know Greek to them. And so she's really going to help simplify and strategize with the stars. I'm really excited. Oh, I am excited too because I, you know, I started with astrology before I got into tarot actually. So I'm uh, a very well, not so secret astrology buff. Uh, and I love Amelia's work. I think Amelia is one of the brightest stars to keep an eye on in astrology. So I'm really into the idea of having her on here to educate our audience. And this is information that any business can use. And um, breaking the language down so it's not what I call astrobabble is important because a lot of people who are running heart-centered businesses, not every one of them is astrologers. And they don't need to know about what a quincunx is or any of that. They just need to know when can I do my launch. And we're going to help you guys to do just that. So, once again, this has been absolutely fabulous. And for everybody who's been on the line tonight, I do see, by the way, Miss Page, and I see um, Amelia's on. Yeah, Amelia's on our line. I see Jenna. I see a bunch of numbers and names that I don't know who they are, but hello everybody who's been here. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, so again, be sure to watch out for the show, Astrology for Your Business with Amelia Quint from the Midheaven uh, next month, August 27th at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And I want to give a big thank you to Hillary Perry from tarotbyhillary.com. And by the way, that's spelled with one L, people. So thank it's tarotbyhillary.com. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yes. Thank you, Hillary, for being here tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Hillary. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and awesome with us. We really appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys so much. These shows are so important. And it's great that you um, do the recordings as well. Like, everyone needs to know this stuff. Well, we're very committed to helping our peers and anybody who's in the mystical and sacred arts business. So 
glad to do these shows and looking forward to next month. And so we're going to sign off. My name is Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady, and you can always find me at my little hub, www.thetarolady.com. And my gorgeous co-host, Miss Bree Saucy, where can they find you? Oh, you guys, thank you so much. Have a beautiful and safe evening. You can find me at www.milagroroots.com. Until next month, we will catch you on the flip side. Good night. Good night, everyone.